0: Welcome back to 88.3 WGD's After Further Review That was that, that Chris Brown Addicted It's a new song Hit with him and Little Baby Okay I That beat for you So now we're getting into Frank Frank Give us your Synopsis On oh. Michigan football After weeks one and two Or mainly week two Well I'm gonna hit on uh, The teams we cover
1: on Friday Night Victors But I'm also gonna hit on Teams outside the area too That we may have mentioned
0: uh, by the and, way, before you get into that, you right. and Chris uh, Schultz's segment did really well. Oh. <laughs> All right. Wait a minute. Go ahead. With I that love Michigan. that beat. Go ahead with that uh, Michigan football. Misha.
1: Yeah. So uh, one score from the Big 8 I wanted to hit on was uh, Jonesville dropping one to Homer, 38-32. Jonesville was expected to be a team to watch in D7. That's what our own Gary Hoff was saying, and they have yeah. started out oh uh, 0-2 this year, so comments are hit a bit of a snag. Heck, they've got to get Union City next week, who is off to a 1-1 on start. But reading, no surprise, in the Big 8, they're still 2-0. Oh, with two non-league games, they open up conference play. Hey there. There is we, pretty much time to go to michigan-football.com which is basically the Bible for high school football in Michigan. Shameless plug. Cascades Conference. Hence, Addison has their conference winning streak snapped by Manchester. The Flying Dutchman prevailed 29-26 in that one. And so. good win for head coach Ben Pack and company. Hey, they're 2-0 in that conference. Napoleon also 2-0. Michigan Center, who... Ended up uh, being the top team in the Cascades. Made a run to the state semifinals. Off to an 0-2 start. Woof. A little bit of a tough going for the Cardinals. Holes will we'll continue on a little bit to the Down River League. I think this is a league I officiated in on Thursday night. Some scores from there. Allen Park 30, Taylor 21. Little bit of a surprise given that Allen Park has been pretty strong in the league I think Taylor has kind of had their struggles but it sounds like Allen Park could be down a little bit this year Gibraltar Carlson 42 Dearborn Edsel 412 no surprise there there Edsel Ford is one of the bottom feeders game I did Trenton 28 Southgate Anderson 20 hey that one ended up being honestly that one was closer than I expected Although I think Anderson is a lot better this year, they got some athletes. They got this really good receiver, who I thought was really well. They got a good running back too, and a good QB. They're on the young side too, but I think Anderson could be a team that you may have to watch out for in the Downriver League. Trenton, although I think they were, may have had a bit of a hangover because they beat Chelsea, the defending D four state champs. Excuse me, he in week one. And so maybe they were kind of thinking, okay, we might be a team to watch. And, oh, wait, we got another game to play. Okay, so we'll see what happens. Ends with those Trojans of Trenton. Uh, Wyandotte Roosevelt, they seem to have fallen off a cliff. If they dropped one to Waterford Mott, 48-7, they're 0-2 to start. And then Woodhaven, a 42-21 winner over Lincoln Park. No surprise, but big game next week. Allen Park versus Gibraltar Carlson, and that could, I'm not saying it is, could very well be our game of the week on FridayNightVictors.com. I'm going to have to let Chris and Gary decide that one because Allen Park and Carlson shared the Down River League title last year, but Allen Park beat them not once but twice. So that'll be one to keep an eye on, on there. Jumping around a little bit, we'll go to the Huron League. Hey, here's some scores in the battle for the jug. Airport High School beats Flat Rock 21-19. Jack Mills running back 183 rushing yards and a score. He was nominated for a player of the week on FridayNightVictors.com. That's up on the blog right now. Make sure you vote in our Twitter poll at FNVictors. Gross seal, a 21-14 winner over St. Mary Catholic Central. SMCC, I was told by Gary, who is the... Color Analyst for their radio broadcast has never started
0: 0-2. Really? Never, ever?
1: Yeah, that... But although the Falcons are on the young side this year, you're a lot of new players in new places, and it's tough to go and win on the island in Seal. Right. Uh, Wait, it's on an island? Yeah, seal is an island. That's what I thought. Yeah, you have to ta- there's two bridges you can take. One is a toll bridge. The other one is a free bridge.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Yeah, so, oh, but I know Tyler Swick, receiver, defensive back, kick returner, he had himself a big game for the Red Devils. Those Riverview 43, Monroe Jefferson, zilch, no surprise there. There, Jacob Shank, running back from Riverview, had a nice game as well. Hell, this one was kind of a surprise, though, to some. New Boston here on after they... Everything that could have went wrong went wrong for them. Their twenty-eight-seven loss to Milford. They turn around and beat Milan, and who ended up beating a who I thought was a pretty solid Berkeley team in week one. The Chiefs beat the Big Reds thirteen to twelve. Gavin Muszalowski, remember that name, ladies and gentlemen. It's tough to spell, but this guy can make plays. He's actually committed to play baseball at Michigan State. He ended up running for the game-winning score. Also, through for 138 yards. He's up for player of the week as well. Hell, hell you want him to win. Make sure you vote for him. Um, and some big games next week in the Huron League is Airport will play SMCC. I don't know if the uh, Falcons are going to be hitting the panic button yet, but Airport seemingly looking a lot better. Here we'll see what happens in Carlton week three. That should be a fun one to watch as well. Hell, and also going back to Huron. That gives uh, Tom Hoover, Hall of Fame coach in Michigan, had a great career at Allen Park. His first win at the helm for the Chiefs. They got a tough one against Riverview. And Riverview, even though they've had their way in the Huron League, they, they have had trouble with Allen Park, and it might be the Hoover effect. Stay tuned for that one. That should be a fun game. Name as well. Jumping over to the Interstate 8 Conference. Since uh, Jackson, Lumen, Christie expected to be one of the top teams in Division 7, they're off to an 0-2 start. Although, to be fair to her, Brogan and company, they have played a pretty tough slate to start the season. Lost to New Lothrop, who's a perennial power in D7. And then they also lost to Traverse City, St. Francis. I almost thought about going to that game, but I didn't. And they, that was a close one. And so... Titans Illumin of Christie off to an O2 start but I have a feeling they're gonna turn it around um go to the uh, Kens- the uh, Kensington Lakes Activities Association East the KLAA want to give a shout out to Westland John Glenn Jason Mensing, former head coach at Ottawa Lake Whiteford he gets his first win in as coach of the Rockets. They beat Livonia Churchill 21-20, so congratulations to Jason and his guys. Get the first win off the schneid. That's always the toughest one to get, so best of luck to you guys the rest of the way as that conference is very tough, especially with Belleville and Livonia Franklin in there. there as we move on to the Lenaway County Athletics Association. And they wrapped up their last week in non-conference play. Adrian beats Brooklyn Columbia Central 33 6. Columbia Central, woof, it's been a tough go for them. I think their losing streak has got to be up to somewhere around four, 14, 15 games in a row. Who said woof? Yeah, but I know they, I mean, I refed there last year, some middle school games, and I was told they didn't have much talent in the pipeline. I and mean, you need talent to win in this conference. Barry and Springs beats Hillsdale 35 28. Eight Hornets sitting at one and one. Blissfield gets their first one of the year, 27. Sand Creek, zilch. Clinton puts up a 50-burger on Mount Morris, 50-13. to 13. Clinton could be a force to be reckoned with again. They beat Pontiac Notre Dame prep in week one. And this one, I'll, I will i got to eat crow on. So everybody who's listening to this, I'm owning up to it. it Dundee beats Livonia Clarenceville 36-20. This is one that nobody had Dundee winning. I didn't, Kristen, Gary didn't, the Monroe News didn't. But of course, to be fair, I think last year when they played, everything just went into hell in a handbasket for Dundee. they had some bad turnovers. There's crazy deflection that resulted in a score for the opposing team. Happened to start the game, too, but. Uh, Dundee just kept put their heads down and went to work, so I can do nothing more than tip their cap to them. And also, I said this in our preview show when Chris was on here, that head coach Steve Ayer had an ace up his sleeve with Jeremy Fielder as defensive coordinator, and it's shown the last couple weeks. They shut out Adrian Madison week one, and they beat a really good Clarenceville team, hold them to 20 points. So, a good win for the Vikings, who they could be the team that upsets the apple cart in the LCAA. Hey, and no, I'm not saying that because I was on staff there for a few years. There are football reasons. But moving on. This was a this was probably the best game in the conference, if you ask me. Constantine and Hudson. And fun fact, I actually met Constantine's head coach, Sean Griffith, at the Kalamazoo Officials Association Clinic last year. Constantine jumps out to a 20 to nothing lead, and then Hudson says, Hold my drink and watch this. And they end up scoring 22 unanswered to win the game. So a good win for Dan Rogers and Company. I've seen that movie before Them They got down by a similar margin to Whiteford in the semifinals last year and pulled out a win. So don't know if I can start calling Hudson the Cardiac Cats because they're the Tigers. But it might stick. Another team that had a close win, Onstead. They pull out a win late over Adrian Madison, 22 to 18. Shout out to JT Hill, who absolutely mossed a defender. I believe he made the game winning catch for a touchdown. Know, it's probably videos floating around out there. There's pictures of it, too. But my man, JT, coming up big. Good job, man. And then Ida. I'm not sure what more I could say about my blue streaks. They are starting 0 2 for the first time since 2001. They lose to Whiteford 32 18. I mean, Whiteford was playing with a shuffled offensive line. They had some guys out, so Todd Teakin, their head coach, had a little work to do. But quarterback Shea Ruddy kept it all together. here for the Bobcats. He had himself a nice game, throwing the ball, had a passing touchdown to his brother Ryan, and also ran for two scores. He's up for player of the week as well. Well, and then going into next week with conference play opening up. uh, Ida could be in trouble. They're facing Clinton on the road, which is a place that hasn't been kind to them. Um, That might be a game to watch. Hodge Blissfield will play Dundee. That'll be Interesting. Battle of the Irish Hills, Columbia Central at Odstead, and then Hillsdale at Hudson, which always seems to be a decent game. Hey, we'll continue on as i got to scroll through a bunch of these. Let's go to the Southeastern Conference Red Division. And scores there. Here was a stakey leg alert. Dexter 59, Ann Arbor Skyline 8. I actually officiated the freshman game on Thursday. Nice. Hey. Monroe pulls out a win over Ipsilating Lincoln, 28-21. Aiden Brody, wide receiver, five catches, 118 yards, and two touchdowns. He's also up for Player of the Week. But this was a real close back-and-forth game. Tied 21-all till Monroe forced a turnover. And then it was Donato Gandera scoring the go-ahead touchdown with two minutes and change left. And Chase Reham came up with a game-clinching sack. For Monroe, they get Dave Mifsud his first win as a head coach. Coach, so congratulations to the Trojans. Celine beats Ann Arbor here on 35-24. Celine's win streak is got to be getting close to fifty games of the SEC. Red, I've lost count. Mm-hmm. Bedford beats Ann Arbor Pioneer thirty to six. First varsity game on Bedford's brand new turf field. Field. Bedford's got a tough one too next week with having to play Dexter. Or that's going to be a challenge. Monroe will play Ann Arbor Skyline. Line who they blew out last year. Here, so that's the red division of the SEC. We move to the white. All right. Chelsea, the defending D4 state champs, they lost to Trenton week one. Bit of a surprise. They prevail over Angola, Indiana 22 20. Pinkney a loser to Corona, tw- 35-28. Grand Ledge beats Jackson on the house at Tony Dungy Field, 29-28. Fellow official Matt Allen, his son Logan plays for Grand Ledge, so shout out to them. Ypsilanti loses to Stockbridge, 14-13. And how about Tecumseh? 2-0 on the year. Here, and they have been lighting up the scoreboard. They beat Richland Gull Lake 54-14. to Jake Burns really lighting it up at quarterback. Some Tri-County Conference scores, or some of these I mentioned already. Erie Mason, unfortunately, got a win by forfeit over Detroit Communications, Media, and Arts. They didn't have enough players. Because Eagles, it's Communications and Art. Come on. Is, is that well, really that's a football sk- team? That's the school. They have a football nah. team, but they just didn't have enough players. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, thank you, Montel Jordan. Okay. But also, uh, I'm starting to th- there are some saying that maybe they didn't want the smoke that Erie Mason was giving. Right. I it's Last week, Vaughn Brown, in the game I worked, hide a state record for most touchdown passes in the first half of a game with eight, mm-hmm. broke the Monroe County record as well as the school record, and was only one shy of the all time state record for a game. And four of those went to Corbin Herrera as well. So we'll see what happens next week in the Tri-County. And one of the score, Summerfield welcomed in Fowler. or Fowler beats them 35-14. Although Fowler's pretty darn good, so nothing to really be too ashamed about Bulldogs. Interesting games next week. Centerville-Sand Creek. I will actually be officiating that game. Summerfield has to play St. Charles on the road on a Saturday. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Erie Racer will be welcoming in Fremont, Indiana, uh, and but the big one, Whiteford's welcoming in Detroit Loyola. That should be a good one in the woods, so head out to Ottawa Lake, go to the woods, see that one Run as well. I think that'll be two very well-coached teams. Got
0: only about, about two minutes.
1: All right, I'm going to get ready and wrap it up. We'll go to the Western Wayne Athletic Conference and some scores there. Dearborn Heights, Robichaud, 48. Dearborn Heights, at Annapolis, 18. I mean, I'll actually have Robichaud week four. Or Garden City beats Romulus, 28-14. Melvindale over Redford Thurston, 40-13. Redford Union, 41. Dearborn Heights, Crestwood, 6. And then I got to get to, I think it was one of the charter school conferences. Was, I think it was, it was the East Division. Uh, no, it wasn't. And to, or the West Han. On one score, I will mention, especially since a, uh, since a gentleman from, who graduated from there is on my cr- football crew. Rhymless Summit Academy beats Detroit Henry 4-12-6 Anthony Fry, who I work with, legacy football official. He's an alumnus of Summit Academy. So that'll do it for high school football scores in Week Two. We'll see what week three brings, ladies and gentlemen. And make sure you cast your vote for Player of the Week on Friday Night Victors. I'll run those down for you quick. Shea Ruddy, quarterback from Whiteford. Gavin Muzzidlowski, quarterback, New Boston Huron. Jack Mills, Mm -hmm. running back from Airport. And Aiden Brody, wide receiver from Monroe. Go to our Twitter page, at FNVictors. Cast your vote for them. We'll announce the winner here on Tuesday when we do our video.
0: Hmm. Okay. Thank you, Frank. So now we go from Michigan football to David. What do you got to say about college football? Both of you got something on it when we come back. David, you there? Yep. Oh, I, I thought he was going right into the break. I was like, No, uh, no, no, you're good. You're good. No, so, yeah. Pre- uh, recap week zero, week one. Decide if we actually know what a catch is in college football after the backyard brawl. And who's actually going to finish in the top four of the college football playoff? That will eventually turn into twelve teams, which doesn't make any sense, but money.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's the no winners and losers. No, no, no winners. No, and losers. Not, not I think there a, there there is one loser. I think, I'll,
0: but I'll get to him after break. Yeah. All right. Listen to eighty-eight point three WGT's After further review, thanks Frank again for your Michigan recap. Talk a little bit of college football coming up next here on eighty-eight point three WGT.